Земля квиточа, мова співоча, Дівчата гарненькі, які солоденькі, Різні люди, добра вдача, Козак співає, душа плаче. by an artist by the name of Kozak Siromaha. And that song was Huliale, or Walking. And it is a song that harkens back to uh, the days of the um, Zaporizhian siege back in the 16th, 17th centuries. And this artist, uh, Kozak Siromaha, actually lives in that area near Dnipro and uh, lives in the lifestyle of the Kosake of old. Very interesting uh, artist, and hopefully we will be learning more about him and uh, hearing more of his music. It is stunning. Kozak Siromaha with Huljale. Vitaju vas vsih, šanovni radio suhači, na radio predaču naš holos, radio krinskoho korinja, na hveli CHLY, stordeni sim FM, umisti nanajmo. Primakrofoni, Pavlina. Dobry day and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina sitting in for Oksana. On today's show, uh, we've got uh, some interesting new music for you, new acquisitions anyways, to the Nash Holos uh, Music Library. As well, you'll be hearing from Olena Skorohod as well as Vasel Pavlovsky with uh, Cultural Capsule. And as usual, our 
proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, another new addition to the Nasholos Music Library, Angie Kreda with Batko Nash Bandera, a tribute to the Upa hero from a war in the middle of the 20th century, Stepan Bandera. <laughs>
Ukrainian singer by the name of Antonina Nas. That was Namalui Meninich, Paint Me the Night. Up next, uh, closer to home, uh, this is Budia from Toronto and Shorja Bidne Budu Diel. Oh, what will I do?
Happy New Year to listeners of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. This is Vasey Pavlovsky, and welcome to Cultural Capsule in 2023. When it comes to producing anything, I want to ensure I remain within legal boundaries. The music I use for Cultural Capsule, I do with the permission of its creator and my close friend, Miroslav Levitsky. On January 26th of this year, Levitsky begins his 61st orbit around the sun. During Soviet times, Levitsky followed the traditional musical education from secondary through to studying to become a music teacher at the Ivanov-Hankiv's Pedagogical Institute. He performed throughout Ukraine, and as a professional musician, he traveled as far east as Almaty, Kazakhstan. Ukraine's independence in 1991 turned over a new page in Levitsky's life as a musician. During that year, he performed as a keyboardist, pianist, for two different strictly Ukrainian organizations, for Yuri Vinichuk's Cabaret Nurtsa Istevsenviv and the band Zaharavad out of Kolomia. The following year, in 1992, Levitsky and his younger brother Oleg, a saxophonist, decide to form their own band. Andriy Melnik on bass and Andriy Vinsersky on drums, with whom Miroslav had previously played with Zaharava, joined the team. Rounding out the new band, which they called Brate Blusu, were Serhi Taftai on guitar and Andriy Valaha on violin and vocals. As I developed a friendship with Levitsky, I learned that the name of the band was often misinterpreted, as it was a play on words. It has nothing to do with brothers, nor blues. A bluska in the Galician-Ukrainian dialect is a jacket, and the word brate in this case is the Ukrainian verb to take. Levitsky told me, in short, it means take your jacket and go out on the town. Conceptually, their music was different to their contemporaries in Ukraine. Levitsky incorporated numerous folk motifs, and in the autumn of their inaugural year, they traveled to the Komora studio in Kiev to record Authentic Life. This composition became their business card. The following year at the Chervona Ruta Festival, which had become a well-known brand made in Ukrainian music, Prate Bluzu won the Grand Prix as best band in the competition held in Donetsk. Unfortunately, success can have its extremely bittersweet moments. Before departing from Donetsk, Balaha suffered an aneurysm. He would never play his violin with his friends again and there were many adventures that were just starting. They would travel throughout Europe, and while in Germany, they caught the ear of a producer at the BMG studio in Munich. The recordings done there would appear in Ukraine in 2000. When I met Levitsky in the spring of 1999, he and the group had been busy. The year before, they were the first band from Eastern Europe to perform at the renowned Pepsi Ziggit Festival in Budapest, and things were about to heat up. As a guest to Ziggit in August of 1999, he met Canadian Lionel Lodge and Dutchman Rance Newland. At a conference I helped Levitsky organize in Kiev in February of 2001, we invited Newland to speak on the issue of copyright and royalties. After the conference, at a reception for its speakers and participants, I started my role as a linguistic facilitator in a project that became known as Music Without Borders. I was fortunate enough to have been involved with that project during its six years from 2001 through 2007. A particularly fond memory I have was at Newland's studio in Vienna during the creation of Levitsky's composition, Vienna Woods, originally recorded with Levitsky on keyboards and Newland on his Martin steel string guitar. 
That composition has seen many iterations since its birth on June 11, 2001. In 2003, Levisky was accepted into a professional development program at the Bat Center for the Arts that was to start in early 2004. There he recorded his album, Session in Banff, with other international participants at the Rolston Recital Hall, including the famous Sheila Jordan, who had conducted one of the workshops that Miroslav had attended. The album was released in 2005. Since his first meeting with Newland, particularly since the Music Without Borders project, Levitsky collaborated with the latter in 2011. They released the album Parata Bluzu featuring Rance Newland, the city that never sleeps. Guitars were recorded by Newland at his studio, and all other parts were recorded at Vin Records in Kiev and engineered by Andriy Vinsarsky of the group. It took some time before Levitsky released anything new. Though what he did, it was a full-blown international collaborative work entitled In Piano. Here Levitsky shared his variety of piano compositions recorded at Kumora with producers and recording engineers globally, requesting each of them to remix a selection of different tracks. Amongst them, British producer and recording engineer Max Norman, who has been active since 1973. In Piano was released in 2017. It garnered Levitsky two awards from the Academy of Music Awards in 2020 for Best Album, Ambient Instrumental, and in 2021, the Rising Star Award for Exceptional Talent and Perseverance in the Field of Music during Extraordinary Times. Truth be told, Levitsky has always been true to his craft, never playing to support politicians in the dirty game of Ukrainian politics. He is what I would call the musician's musician, or music lover's musician, and it takes an acquired musical acumen to appreciate his works. May he have many more years of creativity ahead. Happy birthday to my close friend, Ukraine composer and musician, Miroslav Lenitsky. Слухаєте наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Нанайму. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Ой, гарна я як та я горлиця. Наймися уступить гей, гей, наймися уступить гей, гей. Наймися уступить спуля парадниця. Спуля парадниця. Поля робітниця, спутя парадниця, споля робітниця. Ой, я така гарна гей, ой, я така гарна гей, ой, я така гарна, як в небі зірниця. Thank you. 
гарна Не було би пари Гарна була гарна Не було би пари Як за мном хлопці шли гей, гей. Як за мном хлопці шли гей, гей. Як за мном шли хлопці як весняні хмари, як за мною хлопці шли, гей, гай, як за мною хлопці шли, гей, гай, за мною шли хлопці, як за мною шли хлопці, як весняні хмари. And some homegrown talent that was Boris Sikhon with Oi Harnaya Harna, I'm a Dark Eyed Beauty. Up next, moving a little further east to Toronto and the Eastern States, this is a folk group that uh, has its home in both on both sides of the border. They are called Kurinya. Here they are with a um, very familiar tune to Ukrainians and non Ukrainians alike. They call it Karapet, but you'll recognize what it's really called.
Maybe we'll find 
folk song Hore Dolom, which translates as By Hills and Valleys I Walk, and that was performed by Christina Solovey from her album Jiva Voda, released in 2015, and that is from a live performance at the Lviv Opera back in February 2017. It was followed by Raymond Michael Garvey, also known as Ria Garvey, who is an Irish singer, songwriter, and guitarist now residing in Germany. He wrote and performed that during a blind audition on The Voice of Germany a few months back in response to Yasya Levchenko's rendition of Hore Dolom. Yasya is an 18-year-old from Kiev whose father is fighting on the front to protect her homeland while she and her mother and siblings are taking refuge in Germany. Ria Garvey was so moved by her performance that he took out a notepad and began scribbling, scribbling furiously on it before turning around. Then he asked her if he might perform it right there. There isn't a clean recording of Yasa's rendition yet, but I'll put the link to the YouTube video of the entire audition in the podcast show notes for you. Up next, another traditional Ukrainian patriotic song that dates back a few centuries to the early Cossack era when, same story, Ukrainians were fighting for freedom and independence from Moscow and other foreign occupiers.
Слухайте наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Нанайму. You're listening to наш голос Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Olena is a proud Ukrainian Canadian. She immigrated to Canada in 2009 but in recent years had been staying in Ukraine. In March of 2022, Olena returned to Canada from Ukraine because of the war. Soon after arriving back in Canada, she joined a project supporting Ukrainians displaced by war. Olena is a mother of two active kids and an enthusiastic community connector here in Vancouver. Previously, she worked in the film industry and as a language teacher of English and Korean. The following commentary is adapted from a speech Olena delivered to the Canadian Border Services Agency at a recent fundraising event in Vancouver. People plan, people dream. I, like many Ukrainians, was planning and thinking of what to plant in my garden in the spring of 2022. My mom had a small piece of land near the river Tisenka in Kyiv. I purchased a cherry blossom tree and a white magnolia. This was a part of my plan to create a small garden, something peaceful and quiet. I dreamed of getting a small wooden boat and fishing with my children all summer. My extended stay in Ukraine became my mission to teach languages, and this was a chance to reconnect with my motherland and contribute. But in February 2022, everything changed. I started getting emails from the Canadian government. They were warning about the risks of the invasion and advised to leave the country as soon as possible. The war shelter trainings in daycares began, and I felt my responsibility as a mother to make an emergency decision. I booked return tickets to Sweden to visit my best friend, just in case. The same day, I remember packing a small suitcase for the three of us but it took me all night. The plane was in the morning. I could not sleep. 
I was scared of the uncertainty and frightened by the real possibility of the war in Ukraine. The Ukrainian border officer at the airport asked me if I was okay, because I began crying. It was hard not to. He reassured me that everything was going to be fine. Three days after we arrived, my friend Julia ran into our guest room with tears and screaming. It started, they're bombing our cities. Ukraine was under attack. I made no preparations to go back to Canada. I didn't want to stay in Sweden and I had two little children to care for. But I was considered the lucky one. We fled right before the war started. I'm also Canadian, had some friends, a Ukrainian community and the church. The Holy Eucharist Cathedral in New Westminster helped me immensely when we arrived, literally with everything. The organization within the church helped my parents and hundreds of other people to find temporary and long-term accommodation when they arrived in BC. Many Ukrainians lost their plans and dreams for the future. The war has been destroying their houses, their lives, the lives of their relatives, and their land. Instead of spring rain nurturing the soil, they experienced rockets flying from the sky. Instead of listening to the birds singing in the morning, all they heard was bombing and sirens. Instead of planning their summer vacations, they were searching for shelters and safe havens. Through my work, I met Jan, the United Way BC volunteer host, and her Ukrainian guest, Oksana. Oksana was a TV director at one of the popular TV stations in Kyiv, Ukraine. 20 minutes after the first shell bombing on February 24th, she was off to work for the morning news. She was on air with the first news about the war. She told me her colleague fainted in a newsroom live when she heard about the plane crashing into the residential building. The building was close to where her child was at the time. The situation was becoming critical, and they decided that Oksana and her children would flee to Europe. Cameraman by profession, her husband joined the Ukrainian army. Oksana and the children spent many hours on the trains before crossing the border. She said the trains packed with people were going slowly and everyone was exhausted. They had to stand in the corridor of the train for 10 hours, as there was nowhere to sit. Finally, they got to Poland, then Estonia, then to Sweden. They didn't have much savings. Right before the war, they had just paid off their two-bedroom apartment they renovated from scratch. In Sweden, Oksana worked cleaning rooms in a hotel. She was waiting for several months for their emergency visas. Elvira from the Ukrainian organization Help Us Help Ukraine helped Oksana to find the host Jen. Jen helped Oksana find her first Canadian job and with schools for the children. Oksana studies English and plans to buy a car now. She says she is thankful for all of the support she has received in Canada. It helps her find hope and she can plan and arrange life here before her trip back to Ukraine.
I met Alexander at the church. Alexander is a pensioner and the survivor of the Russian occupation. In a village near Kiev, he saw it all. He saw tanks crushing the fences and parking in people's yards. He saw bodies of tortured neighbors and told me about things that made me freeze inside. He and his wife survived and made it across the Polish border. In Poland, they met their daughter and their granddaughter that managed to flee right before the occupation. Altogether, they joined their relative in Canada. The first thing Alexander enjoyed in Vancouver was silence. No more shell bombing. Alexander and his family are not alone. Ukrainian community, the Holy Eucharist Cathedral, and organizations like United Way BC support them. They are successfully adapting to their new life. Alexander takes language classes and works part-time as a mechanic. He especially enjoys studying English with his granddaughter. He is amazed by diversity of Vancouver and the beautiful nature. He also appreciates kind and smiling British Columbians and the readiness to help. But he wants to go back to Ukraine, to his half-destroyed house, and rebuild it when the war is over. He now has an opportunity to plan and dream. He says he feels safe and supported. I just told you three stories, but there are so many, thousands, millions of stories. They're real stories of people that survived the occupation and saw things that no one should see or experience in 21st century. Thousands of Ukrainians arrived in Canada in shock. They're dealing with traumatic memories every day. They feel lost in new communities. They don't know where to begin and how to continue living after experiencing this war at different levels and degrees. At the beginning, I told you about the Ukrainian border officer. And in the end, I will tell you about the Canadian one. At the YVR airport, we were physically and emotionally tired. And I remember how much it meant to me to hear from the officer. Welcome home. I hope that whether Ukrainians are in Canada temporarily or decide to continue building their lives here, we can help them to feel at home. Their plans and dreams were crushed by rockets and bombs, but they survived. And now they have this opportunity to develop and achieve their goals. And they need support. Slava Ukraini! Glory to Ukraine! Slava Heroim! Glory to the heroes! That was Olena from Vancouver describing life for Ukrainian refugees fleeing war in their homeland. As an enthusiastic community connector, Olena has many more stories and information to share with listeners of Nasholus in the weeks, months, and hopefully years ahead. Dobre 
In Alberta, that was Millennia from their most recent album, Budmohe and Tomu Kosa. Nijal Mivshiskin Chalanashu Pramu Pranam Prostatasia Nashel den Tejdin, Bufsha Chasta Domo Wiskazate Dopa Bachinia. Alla Peritemia Kochu Zalasha Tavasta came a Slovame Mudrostea. Ne pravdes pravdo you, posusitsvi meshkayuj. And our proverb of the week translates as falsehood and truth live in the same neighborhood. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. In between broadcasts, please stay in touch with us via our Facebook page. And for transcripts, audio archives, and a link to our podcast, visit our website, www.nasholos.com. To wrap things up, we've got Prairie Crocus from Winnipeg and the Highland Shotis. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of Oksana, myself, and all of us here at CHLY 101.7 FM, thanks for listening. Dozu Sirichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.